Hey everybody, I want to welcome you again to the Before You Quit podcast, where we want to bring courage and perspective when serving gets hard. And man, does it get hard sometimes. That is why we do what we do on these podcast episodes. My name is Mitch Schultz, and I am your host for these podcasts, also director of a ministry called Fruitful Vine Ministry. Uh, today I'm going to be interviewing uh, Pastor John Fogel on a book that he wrote uh, based on Philippians 2.13, 12 and 13, uh, to work out your salvation uh, with fear and trembling because it is God who is at work in you. He wrote a little booklet just on that doctrine of Christ working in you. What does that mean? And one of the things I want to do with this podcast is to argue that what we think, what we believe, determines how we live. Uh, Paul tells us to watch our life and doctrine closely. And uh, it is A.W. Tozer that says that uh, what we believe about God is the most important thing about us. And so this is really uh, one purpose of doing this podcast is to encourage you to uh, think about what you believe, to consider sound theology and the importance that that has on life. And uh, so John and I sat down together and we talked about that. We talked about what it means to work out our salvation uh, because it is God working in you. And I, I know you'll enjoy this. Uh, John served as a pastor for over 22 years, a district superintendent for 18 years, and now he's a minister at large with the Christian Missionary Alliance. Uh, just a great friend, become a great friend to me. Uh, very gracious, uh, gentle spirit. And as we talk about this, I think that will come through. So without further Chatting on my end, let's go ahead and jump into that interview now. All right, well, I have for the second time John Fogel uh, for the Before You Quit podcast. John, good morning. Good morning to you, Mitch. Nice I, to be with you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, we, You and I talk a lot, and mm-hmm. we've done one podcast before. I interviewed you on another book that you wrote, and um, and you wrote uh, this book, a little booklet, actually, and uh, I believe I I helped you a little bit with uh, getting it sure published, did. and uh, but it was a, a great little project. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, so it, w- one of the things I wanted to say just in preparation for this is uh, again, this is we haven't I haven't done many podcasts just having conversation about doctrine and theology. Uh, I think it was A. W. Tozer that wrote that what we think about God is the most important thing about us. Uh, Paul writes to Timothy to watch your life and doctrine closely. And um, and I, I love moments. I meet with a bunch of young guys, sometimes around the bonfire outside, and we end up talking about what we believe. And mm-hmm. and uh, and it matters. What we believe really sure. matters. And uh, so that's what we're going to do today. Um, you wrote a little booklet um, that is a theological, um, and it's about the, the doctrine of, of working out our salvation. Uh, but before that, remind us who you are and what you've done and what you're doing now. And I always love to ask people, what, what are they most passionate about? Well, thank you. Uh, I had these questions ahead of time, so I've been thinking about this. And my reaction to the question about who I am is that I am a typical, shy, bashful, toehead farm boy that had a serious problem of stuttering. Mm. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. Dad was a chicken farmer. Um, 
had two sisters that young younger than I. Um, I just realized that this year on March 8th, it'll be 80 years ago that I prayed to receive Christ mm. in a little white church building with a bright red front door in Coopersburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, there were visible changes uh, in my life, even mm. though I had grown up in a Christian home. Um, I got through high school, went to Bible college, met my wife. We were married after my third year in college. We had four kids, two girls, two boys. They're all walking with the Lord, for which I'm very grateful. Mm. One is a pastor, another is on staff as a children's uh, or family director. Mm -hmm. uh, it was 1959 that I became pastor of the first ch church that I pastored. There were four altogether in the next 24 years. And then I was elected district superintendent and did that for almost 18 years, and then was in a ministry endeavoring to help churches become healthier. Mm -hmm. um, I saw myself as a coach, worked with the pastor and a team of people in the church for at least a year uh, in the process of becoming healthier. Um, since then, I, I don't like the word to retire, uh, but if you mean that I don't get paid anymore uh, for what I do. <laughs> then you're uh, retired. <laughs> then, then I'm retired. Yeah. As far as what is passionate in my heart, I think you hit the nail with quoting Tozer. Mm -hmm. uh, and not only thinking about God, but loving God and mm -hmm. having a high view of who God is and a high view of his word. Um uh, the all-sufficiency of Christ. We don't need to go anywhere else but to him mm. for every need. He, God has provided everything we need for life and for godliness. Godliness. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, uh, I, that's where my heart is. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, want, uh, I want that good news to be spread around the world. Yeah. Want well, that's my neighbors the, and family to come yeah. to know Christ. Yeah, it's wonderful to to talk to someone at this stage in your life and and uh and that's what matters to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's yeah. it's really the simple gospel and um and it comes out in your in your writing and and I believe that what you're passionate about is why mm -hmm. obviously why you've written what you've written. So you wrote this book, a little booklet, uh, Work Out Your Salvation, because it is God working in you. Uh, why did you write this? And and what would you say is its main theme? Well, it's interesting. You referred to the other book, uh, Living the Beatitudes. Yes. And that was back 10 years ago. And then I did a second edition of it. But um I never planned to write another book. People asked me if I was going to, and I'd say mm -hmm. no. And uh, this, as you recall, was something I called a paper. And I think you were the first one to say to me, it's not a paper, yes. it's a book. Yeah, it's a booklet. And uh, <laughs> you were very influential in pushing me the next step. Uh, and you were very helpful. You're 
It's your creativity that's on the front cover, and you did all of the programming and uh, setting yeah, it for, up. Formatting, yeah, formatting. and, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm putting it out. You know, publishing it on Amazon is is yeah. free. Uh, so, you know, for aspiring authors out there, um, and yeah. I'm available to help. I've done this several times uh, well, for people. I and, am just so grateful. No, you're but so it, welcome. It, it was uh, a privilege. Your offer, you know, obviously, uh, I couldn't say no to it. And, and mm-hmm. so that, you know, that motivated me to finish what I was doing and get to the point where I was ready to hit send on my computer for the last time. Yeah. Yeah. And let it go out there. Uh, but I think the reason for it, uh, for writing it, was, first of all, for me personally, I'm not the man I was four years ago when I started this. Uh, God has done a work inside of me um, as a result of writing it. When you mm-hmm. write, you, you have to think uh, precisely and accurately and you can look at it, and even now, I I said I read the book uh, just in the last week again, and and learned new things. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's an amazing uh, thing when you're dealing with God's truth. What happens mm-hmm. in your own heart? So to realize what God has done inside of me, and could do inside of other people if they had the the book. Uh, I think that's what motivated me. I I don't think that what I'm saying in the book about Christ our sanctifier, uh, and it is doctrine, but for me, doctrine is life. Yeah. And and this uh, this book is about the life of Christ in us. Uh, I don't think that truth is being emphasized as much as it could be today. Yeah. I, I think we're okay when we talk about uh, the doctrine of justification by faith and the other legal aspects of our great salvation. But I I don't see and hear the emphasis on the new birth and regeneration and uh, the whole idea that Christ lives in me. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's real for us yeah. as believers. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm just, it, it, it needed some emphasis. And I don't know what God's going to do with this book, but it's his book. And uh, we'll, we'll just trust God. Yeah. Well, you, uh, it's based off Philippians 2 uh, 13, yes. obviously, or 12. 12, 12 and 13. 12. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, the, we, we didn't, I didn't send you a question about this, but this is often a conversation people have, like, you know, what it means to work out your salvation. Uh, you're not working for your salvation, but you're working it out. So what what was it at in your heart and in your mind that um, made you want to write a book just on that particular verse? Mm. Good question. I I, I think the, the, the reality of it and and what i see so many in so many lives that they have a you know a mental um, ascent to truth and they're trying hard to live yeah, yeah. the christian life and they're failing 
Yeah. And I think down deep inside, they're asking, is this all there is to the Christian life? And I want to be able to say to them, no. Yeah. That, that this thing of, of working out, or I think I like the idea of living out yeah. your salvation is really living out the life of Christ in me. That, that this is real. Yeah. And, and I, I don't understand it. It's a mystery. It's beyond, I think it's beyond our mental comprehension. But the union that we have with Christ is like, I mean, Jesus says this in John 17. It's like the union there is between God the Father and God the Son. And that's one of the things that has uh, just grown inside of me that uh, that oneness, God, Christ in the Father and the Father in Christ, uh, you know, that's what the, that's what the Trinity is about, because the yeah. same thing is true of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is saying that as the Father is in me, so I am in you. And this, this great salvation is really great. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's infinitely more than just changing our religion or doing what we can do. Yeah. This is yeah, I, I love that. Work uh, of God. Yeah, we, we'll talk about this at the end, but your last chapter is, this is a big deal. You know, so, <laughs> so yeah, I love, yeah. I love uh, how you've shared your, your heart for this. And, uh, you know, that I, I was just thinking of Colossians one twenty seven again, when you just think of yeah. the marvel yeah. and the mystery yeah. of, of Christ living in us, yeah. um, and I don't know what translation this is, but Colossians one twenty seven, to whom God was pleased to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in yeah. you, the hope of glory, yeah. and um, yeah. and of course Philippians Philippians two thirteen twelve and thirteen. Uh, you know, is is a compendium to that. Uh, so you you uh, you mentioned in the preface, there's three reasons to read this book. What are they? Uh, I'm, if you can remember, you're like me. You have to go back and yeah, I'll look. <laughs> I'll look in the book. <laughs> yeah, as you as you're looking for that, just a, a quick little story. I, I wrote um, a novel. I think I I sent it to you. And mm-hmm. there's a, a Christian school down in Florida, and the teacher picked up that novel years ago it's called the whisper and she loves the uh the the uh metaphors i use in the book so she has the her seventh grade class uh read the book every year uh mm-hmm. because of the 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 way i use metaphors there and she's asked me to show up on zoom in a couple of weeks and the the students are oh, going to interview uh-huh interview me. And I, I told her, I said, I don't even remember what I wrote. I've got to read that book again. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah. So the three reasons for, for reading well, this, one why, is why that, should someone pick this yeah, up and read it? Yeah. Well, I think one is that uh, people look at our world and it's really messed up and mm. it's, it's degenerating rapidly. And, uh, they wonder what in the world is going on and what's the what's the issue and can it can it be fixed so to mm-hmm. speak and i'm yeah. saying yes mm. i think another thing is that in our own personal lives we are seeing what paul wrote in romans 7 that the things i want to do i don't do yeah and the things i don't want to do i find myself doing what what's yeah. going on and yeah it's there the frustration is a power. yeah yeah there is a, pow- a sin power 
uh, a sin life in me. That's the way I was born. And uh, that's the that's the issue. And so uh, just thinking about what Christ did for me in providing forgiveness for the sins, plural, that I've committed, uh, if that's as far as we go, we're, we're missing the real root of the problem, which is the sin nature that's in us. And so I'm wanting the people to understand that, and that's part of the reason why I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Then I think there's a lot of people that I would have to say, although I'm not the judge, and I'm glad I'm not, and I, I don't know, but it looks to me like they are born again. They they are, you know, true believers, mm-hmm. but they're they're still living in captivity and as a prisoner to uh, the philosophies of the world, the, the principles of of the old man, the natural man, they're thinking just like the world thinks. Mm. And uh, they maybe don't even realize it, but I want to help them realize it, then realize there's a way out of that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's something better for you. That's right. And, and you can, you can experience this, but you got to work it out. You, Mm -hmm. you've, and in some way we're, we're saying too that you need to figure this out, right? Is there an element of that 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 uh, you know yeah, causes you causes you to study where, the where, gospel? Yeah, that's where I think we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Know, You're right. The I'm whole jumping, idea <laughs> of jumping the, ahead. the middle voice and the, yeah. that whole concept. So yeah, uh, it's not that we figure it out without God. Right. We can't. Right. Uh, we can't do anything without God. Yeah. He said, "Without me, you can do nothing." Mm-hmm. And uh, that doesn't mean that I, I can't pick up a book. It it yeah. means in the spiritual life, there's nothing that I can do apart from God. But I have to participate with Him. Yeah. So, so you yeah. you began by talking about the importance of understanding our our union with Christ. Um, uh, what do you mean by that, and and why does that matter so much in in our working out our salvation? Well, it matters because without that union, we can't do it. We can put on a facade. We can make it look like mm-hmm. that we're becoming more and more like Jesus, which is what God's purpose for us is. But we really can't. So uh, I, I think we have to um, stop faking. We have to stop uh, making believe. We have to stop uh, living in denial and come to the reality that I can't do what God expects me to do as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I can only do it as he enables me. Yeah. And I even use the word enable rather than the word help. Uh, somehow, I, I think people mm. can uh, think about God helping them when they're doing okay, but then they get into a tight spot. And, and then he jumps then in. He and, did, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, it's, it's God enabling me from A to Z. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so what, is, what does it mean to be united with Christ? I mean, again, again, we hear that it's a Christian phrase, but break that down uh, for us, so we yeah. uh, because this is so I, important. I don't know Let's, that I can. I think it's a it's a spiritual mystery, <laughs> but uh, yeah. the, the uh, you know Christianity starts with God, and God is one, and yet He's manifested in three persons. And when you when you use the little word preposition in. 
and you begin to read uh, what the Bible says that, you know, father is in the son and the mm -hmm. son is in the father. Somehow that union uh, makes them one. Yeah. And yet they are three distinct persons. And so then you go to Christ coming in the flesh and he's very God of very God and very man of very man. And theologians call that a hypostatic union, which I don't think we can fully understand the That's ramifications of, of Christ being very God of very God and very man of very man. But that is unique and distinct. There's nothing like it. And there can't be salvation. Um, uh, either I have to, you know, pay my own penalty for sins that I've committed, and I know I've committed, or else somebody that God approves of has to die in my place. And the only one he can approve of is his son, because his son is very God, a very God, and he can die for all the sins of all the world. And at the same time, he's very man, and he is our representative and our advocate before God the Father. So union, I think, we best understand it in in a husband and wife marriage yeah. relationship, and I do that a lot in the book and come back mm -hmm. to the whole idea of marriage vow and the commitment I make at the wedding day, and the, the, the two of us are one joined together by God. So that I see, I, I can't even fathom that. Yeah. After all the years I've been married, but I, uh, uh, we're one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah, it to is. Christ it is hard to me. It, it's it's so hard to explain. We have to use yeah. illustrations. Well, and I think and that's metaphors. part of the reason why we don't hear much about it. Yeah, yeah. It's that's that's true. That's true. And I'm but saying it, ma it it matters so much uh, to our experiences in life. You, yeah. you know, I Elaine and I will. My wife and I will talk about. Uh, you know, when we go through hard times, which we have, everybody does, um, but we'll say something like, but we belong to God. You know, he, uh, nothing will ever take us away from him. We are in him. That's right. And, and that, that's comfort. It's encouragement. Mm -hmm. It's motivation. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is where, again, I think one of the purposes of this podcast is, is to remind people that, that theology matters. You know, what we right. think about God. And we're living in a day where, you know, it's it's your truth, my truth, and, you know, I'm to tolerate, you know, what you believe, even though it might be different than than what I believe. But, uh, wow, I mean, people do crazy things because of what they believe. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, communists, uh, nations have done crazy things because, you know, ideology really matters. And so yeah. that's a uh, uh, so yeah, that that picture of being united in Christ is is comforting. It's hopeful. It's it's motivating. Um, so you you had a you know did a had a little exercise here of reading through the New Testament or, or yeah just through the New T Testament, looking for all the the references to uh, Christ working in us. Uh, what did you discover from that? Well, I ended up uh, I, I did it twice. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with uh, nine pages, single space, um, what I, that I found the idea of Christ uh, 
in you, being filled with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, uh, the impartation of God's righteousness into us, not just a the legal aspect of um, of his righteousness being imputed to our record, but he works in us. And mm -hmm. the love of God being shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, uh, the grace of God uh, operating in me, that grace is God's power operating in me in my weakness. Uh, I, I found all those verses mm -hmm. and, and all the ways in which you know, Paul says, yes, I work, but it wasn't me. It was God working yeah. in me and working through me. And uh, just realize that this is a, a truth that's not found off in a corner somewhere in the Bible in yeah. kind of vague terminology. It, it's, I mean, there's over 100 verses where either in Christ or in him, yeah. it's found, I mean, this is permeating scripture. Yeah, and yeah. so we can't uh, deny it. We can't uh, ignore it. Uh, we need to face the reality of what God yeah. says. I'm uh, part of a Thursday evening small group with uh, about ten guys, all half my age, and they love me being in there. I'm I'm the old guy, <laughs> um, but we are we're studying Ephesians right now, and we're in Ephesians one, and these guys are just and and me too just just captivated with oh, this yeah, idea yeah. of uh you know the number of times it talks about yeah. that we yes. are we yeah. are in christ yeah. and um well you you wrote something i i loved i'm gonna read it and just have you reflect on it uh, you say that the christian life is not about what we do but about what christ does in us to make us increasingly like himself god's purpose for our lives and through us enable us to ministry effectively. Sorry, I didn't uh, pause there, but uh, but then you say that, that the, the through us enable us to minister effectively, obeying the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I stumbled over that, but just reflect on, on that statement. Well, I believe God's design is that we live our lives in complete dependence upon Him, mm -hmm. that we don't go off on our own and do our own thing. It's like the vine and the branches. The branch does not have a life of its own. It can't be cut off from the vine and still be alive. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is with us and our relationship with, with Christ. So it's that vital that we not only experience, but I think we need to know that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. And that relationship is so vital in not only becoming more and more like Christ. So I think some people think about being like Christ as we got to work hard to imitate him. Mm -hmm. And we think, what would Jesus do? Okay, that's what I'll try hard to do. Mm -hmm. And and it, it's all on their own. And you hear preachers preaching the word of God, telling us what to do, and kind of leaving us with the impression, at least, that now this week we need to work hard at doing that. Well, that's, you know, I'm willing to say that's that's partially true. We are to give ourselves totally to God and, and to work. We don't float downstream. Uh, we don't take the path of re least resistance. 
This is not a passive kind of religion, but we can't do it in our own strength. Yeah. We need the strength of God in us. And however that works, and that's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it is metaphysical. I think it's spiritual. Yeah. That God gives us the strength to do what he wants us to do and to be, and I should have said that first, to be what he wants us to be which is being like Christ. Mm -hmm. But that's not me imitating him. That's Christ working in me to make me like himself. Yeah, yeah. And you know, an example would, would probably help here, because uh, a lot of times when we're talking theology, I think it's good to illustrate this. Uh, but I, as you were sharing that, I was thinking my, my dad would often share the story. You know, he served as a missionary in mm -hmm. Indonesia for 40 years. Um, but he would he would get really frustrated that whenever he would try to you know um, witness to people, share the gospel with people, it would never go well. And he he got to a point where he said, "Lord, I give up, mm -hmm. and I will remain quiet and just let you bring it up or have the person bring it up. And I'm not going to try so hard. You this is this is your story. This is you know you're sovereign, you're providential." And and he found that in every corner, I mean, every situation, yeah. it just became natural yeah. that someone sure. would bring something up, and yeah. then the spirit mm -hmm. was working through there. Right. That's really what we're talking about here. That's right. We're, That's right. we're not mm -hmm. we're not yeah. working in isolation from God, and then He right. steps in when we mess up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love your distinction that this is this is about Him enabling us yeah. continuously. Mm -hmm. um, right. So. Um, you you use the beautifully use the the idea of a caterpillar uh, becoming a butterfly and helping us to understand the you know what we're talking about here today. Um, so explain that to us. Well, I need to start by saying that we went to Florida for sixteen winters and lived in a park, and there were mm -hmm. at least two people in that park that had butterflies as their hobby and i got to know them and and uh got interested i never they had little cages all around their houses and i never did any of that but i watched this happen that i'm going to describe and mm -hmm. it's become very real i think i had this idea of you know uh caterpillar and butterfly in my mind but i I thought of it more as a mama and papa uh, caterpillar, uh, having a baby caterpillar. Mm -hmm. And some of those caterpillars somehow became beautiful butterflies. Uh, but that's not what it is about at all. It, it starts with a butterfly. It doesn't start mm -hmm. as a as a caterpillar. Uh, mm. uh, the, the female butterfly within two or three days lays an egg and that egg is attached to the underside of a milkweed and in another three or four days uh, the the shell of that little egg that was laid cracks open and a, a caterpillar comes out I don't know why God made it this way that there's a caterpillar and that caterpillar becomes a butterfly but uh, so we so that we understand the gospel better, perhaps. You know, it could in, be in nature. I, I understand it better. I have <laughs> yeah, to admit yeah. that. Yeah. And then that but that uh, caterpillar eats 
the leaf of the the milkweed and mm. grows and uh, sheds the skin around the, the the outside of this. I mean, the, this little caterpillar that that comes out uh, is the size of a period at the end of a sentence. Mm. So I mean, th- this is small. Yeah, but he he grows and he sheds the skin, and this happens five times because he grows and the skin's too sharp. You know, too small. So he sheds the skin, and there's new skin. That happens five times, but the mm-hmm. fifth time, there's something totally different that that nobody has ever been able to explain to me. No author, no video, no scientist. Uh, but the fifth time, there's a uh, now I forget the word, but it, it's a, a translucent kind mm-hmm. of skin that you can look into. And you begin to see the changes that are coming inside. Mm. Uh, if it's a monarch butterfly, it's the you know orange and black, mm. and you can see the change coming. And that goes on for four to six weeks, and then without any signal, without any sign uh, that it's going to happen, all of a sudden, within a minute. The, the this shell, this translucent shell, breaks open, and a beautiful mm. butterfly pops out. Mm. I watched that happen. It's mm. an amazing event. So there are four stages in the life of a butterfly. One is the egg. Number two is the caterpillar. Number three is the uh, the what do they call it? The uh, uh, pum- yeah, pupa, P-U-P-A. Right. right. And, and the, the shell around the outside, that translucent skin-like, is called a chrysalis. That's the third stage. And the fourth stage is the adult butterfly. Now, all of this happens within 8 to 14 weeks. That's that's the length, the life uh, span of a, of a butterfly. But Look at the illustration it is for us. We are born, uh, well, there's a gestation period. Uh, We are born, and we're born as a caterpillar when God wants us to be a butterfly. And when Mm. he does all this with a butterfly, it sort of happens automatically. But we have a free will. God gave us that. And so we have to exercise that free will and say, yes, I receive Christ into my life. I commit myself to him. I cooperate with what he wants to do in changing me from the natural man that I am, that's the way I was born, to a spiritual man that is like Christ, which comes as a result of the new birth. So that is the metamorphosis. That's the transformation. Mm-hmm. That's the work that God does in me to change me. And there's a day coming. It's when Christ returns. It's the resurrection. I, 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 am, I am resurrected. I, I, if I'm alive when he comes and I'm changed, uh, I have a new body. Uh, I'm, uh, that's the ultimate of the transformation. I am uh, delivered from the presence of sin. Uh, so that I am that that beautiful butterfly mm-hmm. fly uh, that God intended me to be from the beginning. I, I am uh, 
changed into his likeness. Uh, but now, from the time of conversion until either I die or the Lord comes, there is God working in me to transform me, to change me. That's the metamorphosis from a natural man to a spiritual man. And Paul talks about uh, until Christ be formed in you. Yeah, uh, yes. That, that's what God is doing. Yeah, yeah. And this is not something that we just sit back passively and we watch and wonder as God does this, mm -hmm. you know. There, and again, that's the mystery is that yeah. our our yeah. collaboration with that yeah. now, key yeah, to this a good word, collaboration. yeah yeah that's a good word. It, uh, key to this is is uh, again back to our thinking you know what we believe about god is the most important thing about us and the the scriptures talk a lot about the mind of christ mm -hmm. and in a culture where we're very emotionally driven and we're looking for sensational things that happen as part of our experience uh, in life, this is really coming back to to what we're thinking, and uh, so what does it mean to to have the mind of Christ? Well, obviously, Paul says that we as believers do have the mind of Christ. That's First uh, Corinthians two sixteen, and uh, in Philippians two five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. That's King James. I think other translations use the word attitude. So it's not a, a kind of a flitting thought that, uh, you know, comes into our mind and goes out. Uh, it's, it's, it's a mindset. It's uh, the habit that we have in our thinking. And it's Paul saying in Romans 12, based on our commitment, uh, presenting our bodies, a living sacrifice, based on that, uh, we are, and, and I, I like the, the New Living Translation in this one, don't mm -hmm. let the behavior and the customs of this world, or don't copy, I'm sorry, don't copy mm -hmm. the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. So the thought patterns that are Christ's, and now I go back to my book on the Beatitudes because mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. we have a, a brief outline of what those thoughts are to be. The rest of Scripture, I think, can be summarized under one of those eight headings. But those thought patterns are now somehow supernaturally planted, uh, poured into us, uh, and and we yeah, it's, it's assumed, isn't it? You have the mind of Christ. That's right. It's, it's that's given right. unto us in, right. in regeneration yeah. and sanctification. But, but there's a process of transformation by God transforming us into a new person by changing the way we think. Yeah. And so instead of thinking, how can I get even because somebody hurt me? Right. I now think of yielding these personal mm -hmm. rights to God and letting mm -hmm. him take care of all that. Uh, and instead of thinking about myself and how I can promote myself, I think about like Jesus taught us and Paul taught us that I don't think about myself more highly than I ought to think. Uh, when I think about uh, demanding my rights, which we have to understand we don't have any rights. Mm -hmm. I yield those rights to God. Uh, so uh, I, I, 
you know, there's just, you can go on and on. That's yeah. what the Bible is about. Well, it suddenly Telling becomes us, very practical, doesn't it? That's right. It does. Uh, it's it's it does. practiced. Uh, you know, I, I, I encourage a lot of couples, especially when I do marriage counseling in Colossians 3, uh, which starts out by, you know, set your hearts and minds on things mm-hmm. above, not yeah. on earthly things. Right. For, for mm-hmm. you have died and your life is now hidden with God mm-hmm. in Christ. Yeah. And then the rest of the chapter gives us two options that we're either going to operate in the flesh or we're going to operate mm-hmm. in the That's spirit. Right. That's right. And um, and so I'll, I'll help couples, uh, you know, talk about so you have to stop doing certain things, you know, because they're they're it's it's not consistent with who you are mm-hmm. as a believer. Um, but when you stop doing certain things, being angry, being impatient, uh, you've got to do the very opposite of those things, sure. you sure. know. So um, one time I was helping a couple, and uh, you know the the wife was always nagging the husband, and I encouraged them, you got to stop that. And then the mm-hmm. next time we met, and I, I kind of did this purposely, she said, well, I've stopped doing it, but we now we don't know what to do you know, because <laughs> we, we're so used to this pattern. I said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, you need to replace that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you don't follow, stop following him around the house, nagging him, now follow him around the house, expressing love to him, right. you know, so that that's, I think that's what we're talking about that's here right. is, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, is is the way you think thinking like Christ? Uh, yeah. uh, the outcome of that is is the fruit of the spirit, not yeah. the not right. the acts of the flesh. But that's um, all because we have the mind of Christ. Yes, in us. yes, yeah. It's not manufacturing it ourselves. It's not making look it look like we have it. The fact is, we do have the mind of Christ. Yes, yes. And we need. Yeah, to- there's so much more we could talk about. We're. Yeah. Um, probably need to wrap up here, but um, okay. you do, and, and feel free to, you know, as you as you wrap up, if there's anything you feel that is significant to you that we've not covered, uh, but it's impossible to, you know, cover every aspect of the book or even in this subject. But you, um, uh, the, there's questions that you you write that are commonly asked, and I'll read each one if you want to just make a brief comment about it. Does the surrender mean? Uh, this surrendering um, mean that sin is eradicated from our lives and that from now on it is impossible to sin? Well, my answer to that is no. Um, I don't see any place in Scripture that teaches that. The sin the, the sin principle does not die. Yeah, We die to it just like Christ mm-hmm. did, and we die to it because Christ did, and we are in him. And so everything that happened to him has happened to us. And again, we don't understand that because we think of time and sequence and before and after. Mm -hmm. And God is eternal. He sees everything present. Yeah. And and this is where one thing we didn't talk about, but would really apply here is to, you know, where Paul talks about reckon yourself dead to sin. That's right. Uh, You know, believe it. It's a fact now. Now yeah. claim it and and yeah. and move on and stop it. You know, yeah. our <laughs> um, reckoning doesn't make it real. Yes. It is real. Yeah, exactly. And we reckon yeah. it to be so for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah no. And, and one thing, one of the things I've been uh, trying to consider more for my own life is, um, and this is not works at all. It is working it out. Is is like Mitch? You can do better. Uh, you know, you belong to Christ. He's declared you dead to sin. Uh, you can do better than that. You know, you you didn't need to be impatient there. You could have done better. 
And I think that's that's part of the discipline of, mm-hmm. of working mm-hmm. out our salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, second question, why isn't being forgiven for our sins enough? What, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I'm trying to see each human being from God's perspective, I guess, at that point. And mm. I don't see that Christian life is okay I sin, and maybe every night I get down on my knees beside my bed, and I go through a list of, I did this Mm -hmm. and this and this and this, and I ask God to forgive me, and he does. I mean, we have scriptural Mm -hmm. uh, evidence of that and instruction for that. We sin, we confess our sin, and he's faithful and just to forgive us. But is that all that God Mm -hmm. really wants? When Mm -hmm. he is provided, it's, it's not just that Christ died for us. And thank God for that. Mm. But that's only half the story. Mm. The other half is that I died with Christ. Mm -hmm. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, how do you know that Jesus loves you? Mm. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Mm -hmm. Now, if the Bible tells me that, and I believe that, then if the Bible tells me that I died with Christ, I said, I don't understand that. Mm. Well, yeah, I don't, but that's what the Bible says, and yeah. so I believe it. Yeah. And then on based on that, I reckon it to be so for me, and then I yield, I present the members of my body to him because they belong to him. Yeah. Just like a husband and wife, they don't their body is not theirs. That their body mm-hmm. belongs to their spouse. There's a there's an awful lot there. Yeah. I have a lot of one-liners in this book. I yeah. know that. Yeah. You can't read it like you'd read a novel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's a great, it's a great tool. Uh, uh, and also for small groups, I would really oh, encourage yeah. people to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. The, ne- the next question could be a podcast of its own. Uh, but does this mean that a lot of sensational things should be happening when we have the resurrection power of Jesus living in us? Well, there's a relatively new song. Uh, about uh, knowing that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And I think people think about, I mean, what's more powerful than raising Christ from the dead? Um, So they think there ought to be some really powerful, sensational sort of things happening. Yeah. And I think the cross is what was sensational. Yeah, right. But I think that, that people do have a, a kind of a natural inclination to want to verify their yeah. faith in Christ by something that, you know, is sensational, it's obvious, uh, uh, miraculous. And, and, and uh, Jesus warns us to, uh, you know, not seek after the signs and wonders yeah. for our own personal satisfaction mm-hmm. and the, the the gratification of the old man yeah god does do supernatural things and he's still doing them today uh, but uh that's not uh, the evidence the proof uh, the ratification of my genuine relationship with yeah. god yeah that's it's that's deeper than that yeah that's really good uh, i love the line in the hymn it is enough that jesus yeah. died and that that's he right. died for me uh, right. That is enough. Yeah. Um, speaking of enough, it, next question, isn't it enough for us to work hard at being the best that our old man can be? 
I love that question. Yeah. Well, there are three Greek words for life in the Bible uh, for human beings. Uh, one is our physical life. The other is our our uh, psyche, our social, our psychological, our, our being. Uh, and the third is the word Zoe, Z-O-E, which is God's life. It's eternal life. Uh, and the uh, I guess the simple way to say it is that those three life forms of life stay in their form. They don't. Uh, animal life doesn't become human life. It, mm-hmm. The uh, the natural psycho life does not somehow morph into or evolve into spiritual life. So the Bible is not about making the old man, the natural person, the way we naturally think, it's not making that better and better and better until we get into heaven. Uh, That's why we must be born again. We must be infused by Mm. God with his life. It's Zoe life. It's eternal life. He that has the son has life. That's the word Zoe. It's Mm. the life. The article is there. And and I, I forget which translation has it right, but it's the life. He that has the son has the life, and he that does not have the life, that Zoe life, uh, does, does not have life, mm. and the wrath of God uh, abides on him. Mm. Mm. So, the, uh, you know, that's why Jesus said, you must be born again. Yeah, yeah. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Yeah, totally different. And uh, it's as it's as yeah. Dad, dad is dead. You yeah. cannot give yeah. life to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. something yeah. is dead. It cannot yeah. function. There That's has right. to be That's new right. life. That's right. All right. Uh, to wrap this up, John, and and great job again uh, to talk about a book in just forty five <laughs> minutes is challenging. But you did really well. Uh, why is this such a big deal? Well. It's a big deal because salvation is not just changing, uh, you know, religions. And Mm. I even think uh, there are times when uh, people talk about it's a relationship, but maybe in their minds and certainly in the minds of an unconverted person, that relationship could mean like a friend with a friend. And I say in the book, uh, Bonnie is my friend, but she's infinitely more than that. She's my wife, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. her husband. God has joined us together, and we are one. Uh, that That is huge. That's big. Yeah. And that's main reason why I have such a high view of marriage, because it's a human object lesson of what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. So I think it's it's big. It's a big deal because it really is big. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's big because when I begin to understand that, and then I go back eighty years ago, and I can still remember that night as if it were yesterday, and uh, there was no sensation, there was no. Uh, manifestation of any kind, Mm -hmm. but I knew in my heart because I knew that I knew that I, uh, I was born again. Yeah. 
And then in the days that followed, I saw changes in my life that I didn't mm. do anything about. Mm. But mm. there was new life in me. Yeah, I love that. That's it. huge. But then I keep on growing and growing. And here I am in my 80s, and I'm writing a book over four years, and I'm seeing God work in a new and deeper way in my life. Mm. This thing goes on and on mm. and on. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's a big deal. It's a great it's life. A big deal. <laughs> it is a great life. This book is full of good news. Yeah, yeah. Really well, we is. will uh, we'll put it up on the website. Encourage people to uh, to purchase okay. it. Uh, well, John, I, I always like it. to uh, end by asking if roles are reversed, and you're interview interviewing me on this topic. What would you ask? <laughs> uh, and it's such a risky the, question because well, I don't. It it really is, and I feel free to. I mean, we're. I, even though I guess I guess we've agreed that we've never really actually met we, in person. I've seen you because I've been in meetings where you've spoken, but oh really? We have never. No, I yes, I mean that. at at conferences, and yeah. you were you were the district superintendent a yeah. couple times as we were candidating at churches, but yeah. it was always phone calls. There was never yeah. any. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I I I feel like. Uh, over these last uh, what couple years? Yeah, we've uh, talked on the phone we, a lot, probably yeah, a couple times and, a month, and we've become dear friends and intimate friends. I love it. I love it. Uh, and uh, even though we've never, you know, during during this time, yeah, we, we we've not been in one room face to face. Yeah, today we're as close as we mm -hmm. have ever been mm -hmm. uh, because uh, we're zooming this, yeah. so I can see your face, but. Uh, I feel free to say anything I want to say, uh, but I, I've struggled. I, I know I read this question. And I read it a number of times, mm. and I don't know what I'd ask you. Uh, probably ask you for some kind of a, a verification, some kind of a story, something in mm. your life where you know this. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's good, and that, uh, I appreciate that uh, kind of open-ended way to yeah. uh, maybe respond to what we've talked about in your book. I again, I, it's repeating what I said earlier. Uh, is just the again, I, I think with all of this, the the Lord Jesus gives us a desire for Him and a desire mm -hmm. to to sure. work this salvation out. And uh, I find myself at times. Uh, becoming comfortable with where I'm at, and and this is this is one of you know we we laugh about New Year's resolutions, but every every year I have a Bible verse, and I'll I'll tell myself, and this will shape a lot of my devotional time as well, uh, that this is what I'm going to focus on this year, mm -hmm. and 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 this year it's to have a higher view of who God is, mm -hmm. uh, and then secondly to think about eternity a lot more. <laughs> Uh, because it's it's around the corner, you know. I don't know when I'm going to die. I I don't know when the Lord's coming back, but it's going to happen. My dad passed mm -hmm. away six weeks ago, mm -hmm. and so we've seen someone else in our family sure. depart this life, and uh, so uh, and that's motivating to me. And I mm -hmm. think that sure. that is working out your yeah. salvation, and and it causes me to say to myself, Mitch, you can do better. Uh, you know, you can do better as a as a husband. You can do better as a dad, as a friend, mm -hmm. and um, and to be more intentional in in mm -hmm. situations that uh, that I'm in. You know, my car is getting tires being rotated this morning. There's two people in a room. Um, I'm quietly praying, Lord, if there's any way there can be conversations mm -hmm. here. And you say one little thing to someone, and it turns mm -hmm. into. Uh, yeah. 
a 20 minute conversation. Um, so, but yeah, your book has, uh, has been invigorating and, mm-hmm. and challenging. And I, I, I appreciate our friendship as well. It's been rich to, uh, wow. to lean on you. I've, I've called you a number of times just struggling with something and you've been a great, uh, great encouragement. So thank you so much, John. Well, thank you. And, uh, the Lord bless you in your ministry. Um, thank you. Thank friend. you so much. And, and a uh, great job on the podcast. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Before You Quit podcast. If you have any questions or comments about anything that we've talked about today or about any other podcast, you can email me at mitch at beforeyouquit.us. So until next time, stay stay encouraged and be courageous because serving Jesus is worth all of that hard stuff that comes with it. And remember what we're told in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So until next time, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged.